Hey, everyone. My next guest is Kathy Jameson from British Columbia. She is the host of Live Your Best Life podcast. She has a phenomenal story that she's going to be sharing with us about how food and her food sensitivities have really been something she's dealt with her entire life from an early, early age where she had truly meltdowns and um, stuttering issues. And her mom was really tying that into noticing a pattern with that when there were certain foods that she was eating. So she learned early on that, hey, there might not be some really great ingredients in our food. And Fast forward to becoming an adult where that all kind of slacked, but she really got hit upside the head where she had a lot of issues just screaming at her, uh, saying, listen to me. And she's going to tell you what those symptoms were that she was faced with, where she really started thinking about, I don't just want to go on a diet and lose weight. I truly want to live a healthier lifestyle. And that dove her in to really removing toxins from her life. And it is a powerful story. Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. And welcome to today's episode, everybody. I have got Kathy Jamison with me. She is so much fun. We met actually online <laughs> of all places. She's another podcast host. And I think once you kind of get into that podcast world, you just get entered into this whole other arena. Don't you think, Kathy? It's been so much fun. All the connections and all the people that I'm meeting, i I'm really looking forward to uh, the journey and all the people I get to meet this way. It's really fun. It is so much fun. We're so glad that you're here. I, um, the opportunities just abound. You know, we get to meet people from all over the place. I've been interviewing people from the UK, from Australia. You know, it just, it's, it's, Phenomenal. It just is mind-blowing to me. So I'm so grateful for these opportunities. Thank you. So um, Kathy's podcast is called You Live Your Best Life. Um, so I want to make sure that you guys are finding her podcast because I've listened to her episodes and she's really bringing people on, talking all about how we do that. How do we live our best life? And can you tell us a little bit of thought um, behind what your creation for the podcast was? Sure. So uh, beginning of 2018, I really started being serious about my health. And we'll talk more about my whole health journey in a bit. But over that process, I, I lost 50 pounds. I got rid of a lot of health, chronic health conditions that were plaguing me. And then I just felt like I needed to share this wealth and knowledge with the world. And I just felt this passion, like, okay, how can I help people get healthy? Because I want everyone to feel as good as I'm feeling right now. And it started with 
hmm, maybe I'll start an Instagram account that is just health focused and I'll try and give people tips and ideas on how they can be healthier. And then that spiraled a little bit and I thought, well, you know, I really love listening to podcasts and listening to health experts on podcasts. I've personally learned a lot on podcasts. It's actually uh, where I got a lot of my tips and ideas from my own health journey. And I thought, well, gee, why couldn't I do that? Why couldn't I find people to interview? And I really just jumped in with both feet and uh, I started contacting people for interviews. And as soon as I got one, yes, the ball was rolling. And I just uh, started doing the podcast. It was a ton of fun. And really, yeah, my goal is just to help educate people, to empower people to be advocates for their own health. And I think of health as all encompassing. It's not just about weight. It's not just about the food we eat. It really is holistic and whole health. And so to me, it really is about living your best life. And that was the name for the podcast. Absolutely. I love it. I love, you know, giving the voice, giving the voice to the community. And like you said, um, when, when you get into podcasting and you get the opportunity to interview so many different people, it just really opens up a whole new world to you. And Kathy, are, correct me if I'm wrong, are you in British Columbia? Is that correct? That's right. I'm in Vancouver, B.C., Nice. Another Canadian. I was just yeah. on the phone with a Canadian earlier today. I love it. <laughs> Our neighbors up north. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you have a really powerful journey. Um, I know I love to share the stories with my, my listeners because I think stories are what touch us so much. And um, as I, I researched and learned more about you, I saw that you really started kind of paying attention and learning all about some food sensitivities at really a, a young age. Was that kind of the beginning of the health journey for you? Well, I have to give credit to my mom for that. And in a way, it was the beginning. And then things kind of turned around full circle. I So if we want to just start at the beginning. So when I was about three years old, my mom started to notice that I was having extreme reactions. And I honestly have to give her a lot of credit, and this is no slight against her, but my mom was young. She was 19 when I was born, and not a lot of education like as far as health or in medical community, anything like that, but she was very observant, and she noticed that after I would eat certain things, I would have these horrific meltdowns, horrific tantrums. I would be an emotional wreck beside myself. And some people would just take that as a toddler tantrum that kids just act that way sometimes. But she noticed the connection with food. She noticed it was usually within 30 minutes of me eating something and that it would go away after a few hours. And some of the things that were going on was I was extremely hyperactive. I had these meltdown tantrums. In fact, I, I remember my childhood pretty young, and I can remember at three years old, sitting under the kitchen table, holding onto the table legs, screaming at the top of my lungs, and have no idea why, no idea why I was acting like that. And I also stuttered uh, in my early childhood, 
And I can even remember in my brain, as I'm stuttering, thinking, my words just can't keep up with how fast I'm talking. I was talking so fast that my brain just couldn't keep up. So my mom took me to our regular family doctor. And this was back in the 80s. This is before ADHD had a, had a label. Uh, and she didn't even take me to the doctor saying she's hyperactive or she's uh, acting out. She went in saying, I think she has food sensitivities. I'm seeing this connection between her eating and these reactions. And I think that's what set the ball in motion for heading down the right path. The family doctor said, okay, I'm going to recommend you see this natural um, allergy specialist. Now, he's a little kooky, a little voodoo, (laughs) but he, he has some good ideas. So I think it's worth seeing him. So we went to see this doctor and he basically gave a list of foods that uh, he said, okay, she should avoid all of these foods. And then my mom prodded a little bit further and said, well, what about these particular foods? What she noticed in particular was breakfast. Mm -hmm. If she made me oatmeal for breakfast, and we're talking not instant oatmeal with the flavorings, just regular slow cook oats back then, I would be fine. But if she gave me a cereal, uh, like shreddies, I would be off the wall, off the rails, uncontrollable, unconsolable. So as soon as she said that to him, he said, oh, okay, she needs to go on this diet called Thane Gold Diet. And any of your listeners can, can Google that diet. But what made him make the connection was when she talked about the shreddies. Shreddies has a preservative in it called BHT. And the Fangle diet, when you look at the list of foods to avoid, it's artificial flavorings, the mm-hmm. preservatives, the food coloring, basically every chemical that has been put into our food to make it Franken food and not food anymore. Right. And the really interesting thing about BHT in particular, uh, so it's put into food to keep it fresh, uh, usually cereals. Uh, it's to prevent the oils from oxidizing or going rancid quickly. And it's a chemical that gives the food a longer shelf life. So of course the manufacturers think this is fantastic. But BHT is also used as an ingredient in jet fuel and cosmetics, rubber petroleum products, and embalming fluid. Oh, all great things to have in our body. Right? And so if you just like let that sink in for a minute, exactly. Why would you want to put this ingredient in your body? And who said it was safe? And... The thing that I really think about my childhood is, okay, so I was having severe reactions to these food additives. So we quickly took them out. Somebody who's not having severe reactions to these food additives, what's to say they're not affecting them? What's to say that they're safe? I I don't believe that they're safe for anybody. I just happen to be reacting more severely than somebody else might be. So we we followed the diet 
And my mom started doing everything from scratch, basically. Mm -hmm. So there was no processed foods. There was nothing coming out of a box. We didn't even buy store-bought bread because a lot of the bread had um, hydrogenated oil, which was also on the list, which is one of those just terrible things that we all should not be eating anyways. So my mom started making bread from scratch and my mom wasn't really a baker, but she learned how to do it. Uh, She (laughs) put a lot of efforts into it. And what we'll go through as as a parent for our child, um, you know, to make sure that they have everything that they need to have. Absolutely. And I've told my mom many times that that is the one thing that I am just so grateful for. We can all look back at our childhoods and think, you know, oh, there's things my parents should have done differently. I mean, I grew up in the 80s. I was surrounded by secondhand smoke by extended relatives. And there was lots of uh, antibiotics. Doctors were handing out antibiotics like candy. And of course, even conventional doctors, they know better now. They're much more cautious with the antibiotics. So there's a lot of things that could have been done differently. But the one thing I'm really grateful for is that my mom somehow had the insight and intuition to see what was going on with her child. And that I wasn't one of these kids that ended up on a prescription medication like Ritalin for hyperactivity, which sadly, so many are. And the numbers are rising all the time, Right, the kids that are being diagnosed that way. And I don't think it's a coincidence that that number is going up. I really think it has to do with the Franken foods and the processed foods that are out there that everyone assumes is safe because right. nobody has proven to them otherwise. Right. Well, and um, I've got a really good friend that uh, produ- or, uh, yeah, produced a program called Wiggles Away. And one of the things that she says, and she gets a little bit more rigid even than what the fine gold diet is, but she recommends that definitely is something that all parents want to take a look at if they have a child with focus issues or on the um, spectrum, whether it's you know low or high, this is, se- is certainly something that they're going to want to take a look at because there's so many um, foods that we're putting in our body that are a neurotoxin and the spectrum is a neurotoxic disease. So, you know, we certainly do not want to compound that. Um, so that, so you, you went through early childhood on, and like you said, kudos to your mother for putting the connection, you know, together. But then as you went through, um, you got a little bit lax. We were talking, um, in between recordings here about you have a teenage daughter now and how difficult that is when our children get to the teen years that they're not young enough where we can can kind of, I hate to say the word control them, but so you, but you did your own thing. You know, you started eating out more. You started kind of going into, um, a, a more lax state of what you were in, you know, as an, as an early child. Um, and you talked about, you know, really, you talked about struggling with some of the mental attitudes within the family. Can you kind of share a little bit about that? Because your history really was more focused on food and food being the source of some of your issues. And you had family members that were like, you guys are crazy. That's true. That's true. So. So yeah, as I got a little bit older, I think we we all got a little bit more lax. My mom even thought that perhaps my 
these food sensitivities were something that I could grow out of. And so we, we started uh, not being as strict. And then, yeah, when I, when I got into my teen years, there wasn't really much control my mom could, could have. We would, we would go out to eat and, and, and do whatever. But as far as family members go, yeah, you know, um, so my mom's side of the family and my dad's side of the family were pretty much polar opposites <laughs> as far as food and food relationships. Right. Uh, my 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 dad was uh, was morbidly obese, and uh, unfortunately, he did pass away at the age of fifty four. And I saw him struggle. I saw him struggle with all the health complications. And I think it's part of my motivation for wanting to uh, help people get healthy today. But uh, on my dad's side of the family, they they showed love with food for sure. Yeah. Uh, and so it was really disappointing for my grandma if she wanted to give me a treat and my mom would have to be the bad guy saying, no, sorry, she can't have that. She's right. allergic. We used to say I was allergic to it or it's food sensitivity. And my grandma would be like, well, what do you, what do you mean? I don't see her acting weird or doing anything weird. Well, yeah, because she's following the diet <laughs> that we put her on. So yeah, it caused some, some grief and, and some conflict for sure. Uh, and even as a child in school, I can remember, you know, not being able to participate in the treats that were happening or uh, if there was snacks or sometimes the kids even be like, well, what do you mean you can't, you can't eat that? What, what's wrong with that? And right. so, but I'm, but I'm still so grateful that I was put on the diet and that I, there was a solution. I, I think, I think that's the most important thing. But as I got older, I really wanted to believe that I could just eat whatever I wanted. I wanted to just not worry and not care and eat the macaroni and cheese out of the box and eat the processed <laughs> foods. And so I really did start to put it by the wayside and into my 20s into adulthood, I, I I would try to eat healthy-ish because I always wanted to watch my weight, but it was really right. only a concern about my weight. I didn't think food was affecting me in any other way. I thought that my moodiness and my really bad PMS every month was just normal for me. I thought that um, the occasional bouts of asthma that I would get was just normal for me. And then fast forward into, I've turned 40. And at this point, I'm really overweight. I'm the same weight as when I was nine months pregnant with my daughter. And it's not even so much about the size. Um, but I had all these health problems that were I just couldn't ignore anymore and I don't mean to interrupt but you said something that I want to really kind of hone in on and I want people to hear this is you said you know I have my moodiness my you know PMS my cramping my you know occasional asthma this that that it was just normal and I think especially as women, sometimes we go through feeling crappy. And, you know, for me, like I had menopause for what, 
15 years and it's not normal, but, but we accept things as being normal. Um, and that just blows me away that, that we all, you know, well, it's just normal. Oh, it's just normal. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, that's my mantra now is that what you think is normal does not have to be your normal right. for sure. And I think we are all, especially about anything to do with women's cycles. I think we are taught that, that, uh, that time of your month is supposed to be a horrible time and that you're going to be a raving lunatic and there's nothing that can be done about it. Wrong. (laughs) So wrong. So it's funny because here you are at a time of life and you've got your body speaking so loudly to you, right? You're, you're talking about, you know, you also talk about having, you know, heartburn and acid reflux. And so You've got where your your body's saying, hey, pay attention to me. You know, Kathy, I'm talking to you here. But sometimes we ignore that. um, And it takes us getting cancer, getting an autoimmune disease, getting, you know, something before we're absolutely willing to listen. But you, you said, wait a minute, wait a minute, right? Thankfully, I didn't get to the point where it was as bad as, as cancer or, or one of those things. But my body was definitely yelling at me that right. I needed to make some changes. So, so yeah, all the things that were going on. So I had really bad heartburn, mm-hmm. acid reflux. I would go through a bottle of Maalox a week. Oh. And that is not solving anything. In fact, what I've now learned is taking antacids affects your gut microbiome and your uh, gut health so severely. So I'm taking a bad situation and I'm making it even worse. worse. So there was the heartburn, there was the acid reflux. Um, I, I had um, symptoms of, of IBS where all of a sudden my stomach would just be in knots. I'd be at work and have to leave a couple hours early and just go home and lay down flat on the couch and just wait for it to pass. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of the milder things that I didn't think were problems were my uh, eczema on my face. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I used to wake up in the morning and my legs would be kind of stiff and sore and walking down the stairs that first time in the morning, I'd be holding onto the railing and thinking, okay, I'm in my forties now. I guess this is normal. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to call this episode. I guess this is normal. (laughs) Right. And I think one of the things that was most frustrating for me and was really the driving force in trying to get healthy and, and this may not be something that women may want to talk about, was I was having some real issues with candida. Mm-hmm. I was having chronic ye- yeast infections, which may not sound that bad, but it can really affect your life horribly. And <laughs> yes, the, the doctors couldn't help. They would give me prescriptions for antifungal medications that wouldn't help. And so I got it into my head that, you know what? 
if I lose weight, maybe all of these problems will go away. This extra weight can't be good for my health. And out of all of the things, my number one concern was getting rid of the candida. And I knew that yeast feed off sugar and carbs. So my first step was adopting a low carb, no sugar diet. And one of the things I soon discovered and where things started to come full circle from my childhood and the preservatives and the food additives, I started making replacements. Okay, I can't have sugar, but I still want a treat. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a sugar-free ice cream. I, I'm, I could have that. So <laughs> I buy the sugar-free ice cream with artificial sweeteners in it. Mm-hmm. And I would gorge myself on the ice cream. And then I still remember this clearly. My husband and I were just going for a nice walk in the park one day. It was a beautiful sunny day. And he looked at me and he said, what's wrong? And I hadn't said, I wasn't acting strange that I thought or said that anything was wrong. He just saw a look on my face. And as I'm opening my mouth to about to tell him that absolutely nothing is wrong, I started bawling my eyes out and I could not understand why and he was a little freaked out he was like what is wrong with you (laughs) yeah and I told him I I made the connection said you know I've had a lot of that ice cream this weekend (laughs) and maybe the artificial sweeteners are not agreeing with me and I started to notice this connection a few other things with with artificial um flavorings and preservatives yeah I I started drinking a lot of tea I cut coffee out of my diet because I was having so many digestive issues that my system just couldn't handle coffee anymore. So as a way to reward myself, since I couldn't drink coffee anymore, I wanted to try all the different flavors of tea that I, that I could. And there's a particular chain of tea that's very well known in all the malls. Um, sorry, David's tea, but, um, there was, somebody gave me this tea and it was so delicious. And I drank a lot of it in one day. I, I may have made myself like 10 cups. And again, I found myself in a similar situation where I ended up like curled up in a ball, bawling my eyes out, thinking, what is wrong with you, crazy person? You have absolutely nothing to be upset about. <laughs> and I grabbed the box of tea and I flip it over and I look at the ingredients after drinking tons of it. Oh, sure. And sure, sure enough. There was artificial flavoring in the tea. And then I said, okay, that's it. I can't, I can't drink this tea anymore. And maybe there's something to when I was a kid and needed to avoid all of these artificial things in things. food. Yeah. I like though how when you're going through the journey though, um what was it was it a book you read or a podcast that you listened to or there was something that tuned you into it it truly wasn't just about the weight it was it was something else um i don't know if you were heading there or not but i'm going to take you there <laughs> you, you read my mind that was the next step in my story so it did start out just being about the weight I, mm-hmm. It was about the health, but I thought if I just lost the pounds, right. really, no matter how I did it, that would fix everything. And the light bulb moment for me, I read a book called Genius Foods by Max Lugavere. And he also has a podcast called Genius Life, which I love and started listening to. Now, the premise of his book is about uh, brain health. He, 
um, had a mother who had passed away, but she got dementia very young. So he Mm. became very concerned with how do we keep our brains healthy and not develop Alzheimer's or dementia or different things. Well, the thing about brain health is it's your whole body health. If you're keeping your brain healthy, you're keeping your whole body healthy. And because I had also started to develop what I thought were some perimenopausal symptoms, Mm -hmm. the moodiness and uh, cycles were getting a little bit irregular. I thought, well, let's give this book a try. A friend of mine read it, loved it, recommended it. And as I was reading the book, everything just made sense to me. And what he talked about in the book was taking out the toxins in our food and some lifestyle changes. So Uh, He talked about uh, vegetable oil and canola oil. It's an inflammatory oil and it can really cause some problems for us when we consume it. Now, the problem with it is it's everywhere. It's cheap. And so restaurants use it. Everyone uses it. It was the the main oil in our house that we cooked with. Sure. And so that was one of the first things I did was I told my husband, I'm like, okay, we're not buying this oil anymore. It's gone. And he's like, but I like it. It's cheap and it's neutral tasting. I said, I know, but we're making this change. It's going to be olive oil or coconut oil or avocado oil. Mm-hmm. No, no more of these vegetable oils and canola oils. And there was a few more things he talked about in, in the book. Uh, he talked about sugar was the big thing. Cut out the sugar and cut out grains. And So I made those changes. And for me, I really had to make the changes slowly, one step at a time. I felt like I would be overwhelmed if I tried to do everything at once. So I read the book and there were so many recommendations he made, but I didn't necessarily adopt everything all at once. So at first it was cutting out the grains and the sugar. And then he talked about not eating conventional produce, conventional meat, but making the switch to organic produce, grass-fed beef, mm-hmm. organic chicken. And that took a lot longer for me to make the switch and to convince my husband who uh, that it wouldn't cost us an arm and a leg to do right. that or that the cost might be worth it. Right. And so we looked at the budget and I said, you know what? I want to make some changes. I want to buy better quality meat. Maybe we could eat less meat in our meals, but it's a better quality meat. And uh, to offset some of that cost, we bought frozen vegetables, which I actually learned are not terrible for you. In fact, frozen vegetables can have just as many nutrients and uh, can even be better in some ways because they're not traveling long distances if you're not buying local produce. Right. Right. So I really started to change my mindset from just losing the weight to, okay, I'm going to eat food that nourishes my body. I'm going to take out the processed food. And when my mindset changed, I I started focusing less on the weight and the weight started falling off. And I kind of started to believe that once we're doing what we need to do for our bodies, our bodies do what they're supposed to do. Our bodies have an amazing ability to heal if we give it the right ingredients, the right environment. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so you made kind of this transformation from 
I'm going to diet to I'm really looking at what's best for my body as a whole. Right. Um, So as you go through this transformation, I know you had, you know, some significant weight loss, which is huge, um, you know, for for overall wellness. But tell me, you know, we we went through all those signs that were slapping you upside the head that the body was shouting out at you. So number one is how long did this transformation take for you? Um, as your work, because you talked about start was it starting back in January of 2018, and yes. how do you feel today? Okay, so one of the first things to go away was the digestive issues and the heartburn. Uh, when I stopped eating grains, uh, that really just went away um, quite quickly. Okay. And then it was about six months or a year in, I'd lost a considerable amount of weight, but some things were still hanging around. And I thought, okay, I'm, I'm eating healthy. I'm doing everything I should be doing. Uh, why do I still have eczema on my face? Why am I still having issues with candida? Mm-hmm. And so I went to visit a, a naturopathic doctor. And what she suggested is that I probably had some food sensitivities, shocker. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And she wanted me to go on an elimination diet to rule out um, what foods were affecting me. She, what she, the way she explained it was I had foods that my body was reacting to, which was causing inflammation. And then my body was too busy fighting that, that chronic daily inflammation to deal with the other issues that were right. going on. So I, once I did the elimination diet, I, I quickly learned that dairy was a huge issue for me. And mm-hmm. it was the source of the eczema on my face that I, that I had daily. And the vegetable oils and canola oils, I had tried to limit them as much as possible, but I wasn't super strict about it. If I I thought, oh, if I have a little bit once in a while, it's not that big of a deal. But when I got really strict about those oils, it also affected my eczema, other things. I thought, okay, we're we're on to something here. We're heading on the right path. Right. Now, to be completely honest, I'm I'm still dealing with the candida. Okay. But with that being said, When I was a child and a teenager, I was on antibiotics probably almost yearly for different conditions. I had bronchitis often. I had UTIs often. And like I said, doctors handed out antibiotics like candy. Mm -hmm. There was a long while where I was using, um, like I said, I was going through a bottle of Maalox a week, antacids for my my heartburn, which again, affects your gut health. So the way I try and look at it is it's not going to be a quick fix. It's not going to be an instant fix. And so I'm incorporating things all the time and making changes all the time. Um, different supplements. I, I take um, very good probiotic every day. And in fact, one of your podcast episodes uh, told me about the best kind of probiotics to, to take um, that was really helpful. Uh, and I also just diving in further into my journey. So first it's about trying not to 
expose yourself to as many toxins in your food, in your environment, but it's also about removing the toxins and, and detoxing. So I take supplements that um, are antifungal to get rid of the candida, but then I also take other supplements like activated charcoal, which help detox and, and remove those toxins from your body. And I'm still making daily changes. Like I said, it wasn't something I did overnight. So right. uh, I've started switching over our kitchen. Uh, instead of storing food in plastic containers, we're getting uh, glass containers to store the food in because plastic is terrible <laughs> and uh, right. could have a lot of endocrine disruptors for um, that go into our body. And there's some things I haven't done yet that I'm still going to do. Uh, our frying pans are nonstick with Teflon, which I know is horrible. And so that's next on the list to get um, some some better pans that um, uh, um, iron cast pans or, or things like that. And just really looking at the environment in our home, I started looking at laundry detergent mm-hmm. and cleaners and going back to basics, I, I went to just using a bottle of, I replaced Windex and started using a bottle of vinegar and water Mm -hmm. and spraying that with my all purpose cleaner and cleaning windows with that. And if something really needed a deep clean sprinkling baking soda on first and and then the vinegar, um, I found easy recipes online to make laundry detergent. And sometimes my family kind of looks at me like I'm crazy and I'm going a little (laughs) bit too far, Uh, but they humor me and they're along for the ride. So yeah. Well, and I just love that you're taking a look at, um, all the different areas you're, you know, you're, you've looked at the, the food toxins and, and removing those and continuing to work with that and continuing to figure out what needs to come out. And then, you know, looking at the environmental toxins, because, you know, I'm six years into my journey and it's always continuing, you know, um, I can't even remember what I, I learned just here like a week ago about, you know, the mattresses that we're sleeping on. And think about that. We spend a third of our life sleeping. And I know I have good sheets and good mattress pads and, and good comforters and that type of thing. But it's like, oh, the mattress itself. Oh, you know, so there's always something, you know, to look at. But you look at. I know people will see you if they come to my YouTube page and if they come to the, you know, the Facebook community, because your face is just vibrant. And I know it's because of the changes that you've made. You know, I don't know, Kathy, if you see people and you look in their face and you look in their eyes and you can see the vibrancy that starts coming out when we start removing those toxins out of our lives. And I love seeing that in you. Well, thank you. And it's it's so true what you said about always continuing to learn because I think that's what the real difference is for me between a diet to lose weight and a health journey because mm-hmm. a health journey just doesn't end. It's not like, oh, I, I hit my goal weight and now I'm done. When it's about overall health and overall wellness, there's always something else for us to learn. And that's become my real passion now is I just want to continue learning and I don't ever want to stop. So 
rather than feeling overwhelmed, like, oh my goodness, there's so many toxins. How am I ever going to get rid of all of them? <laughs> it's, it's more of a, okay, I've done this one now. Now let's try and move on to the next thing, the next step. And what else can I learn? What else can I do to improve my health? And it's, it's not even about being sick and wanting to get better. It's just, we can always be better. There's always a better out there. That I, I love that. I absolutely love that. So tell us, so we want our listeners, you know, to obviously check out your podcast, which is called the Live Your Best Life podcast. It's beautiful. It's pink background with all these stones stacked up on top of each other. Um, how else can our listeners get a hold of you, Kathy? Yeah, so I'm really active on Instagram. Okay. And my Instagram handle is Kathy underscore live your best life. And I also have a Facebook page for the podcast and that is uh, live your best life podcast. Okay. And is there anything that you want to promote out um, to the listeners? Um, do you do anything in terms of helping people, coaching people, or just really come on in and listen to the podcast? So right now, my main focus is the podcast, okay. and um, that's how I'm trying to uh, reach out to people and help people. But with that being said, I, I feel like there's always going to be more. What I see on the horizons very soon is a Facebook support group. I do get friends and people messaging me sometimes with questions. So Right now, I'm, I'm talking to people one-on-one -on -one through mm -hmm. those private messages if they have questions for me, but I think a group environment where we can all be encouraging each other and helping each other would be really exciting. So that is something I'm thinking of for the new year, perhaps, is a, a Facebook health support group. I love that. I love that. So I really, I love to end our podcast with a question and I'll, I'll ask it twofold and you can answer it. It's kind of the same question, but you can answer it in any way that you want. But it's, it's either what brings you to tears? You can answer that or, or you could do both. Or what is it that you just, it, this is what makes you get up in the morning. It's what keeps you awake at night because you're so excited um, about something that, that you're doing, something that you're learning about, something that you, you know, are out there doing. I, you know, I think everybody has that. And if they don't have that in their life, I really want that for them in their life. Okay. I think that's a great question. So... What really brings me to tears uh, is children who, for whatever reason, do not have access to good quality, healthy food. Uh, it could be because of income, circumstance, education, I think is a huge one. What I would just love is for people who are lower income to have access to better quality food. I know that food that is provided by a food bank is usually packaged food because it has to have a shelf life. Yep. And I'm not saying I have any answers for that problem, but it's definitely a problem that uh, is very to my heart. And yes. I would love to somehow get involved with any kind of organization that is doing something to improve health education and 
general health for lower income children and families. And then for what gets me excited right now, it really is the podcast. The podcast is still um, in its beginning stages. So it's been so new and I've been able to meet so many incredible people. And it's quite interesting because my whole motivation for starting the podcast was to help others and educate others. But I've been learning myself so much in the process. Some of the guests I've interviewed have had just a wealth of knowledge that I've been able to take in. And it definitely gets me excited. There's days that I get up super early. I, because I'm on the uh, West Coast, and some of the people I interview are three hours ahead, <laughs> and maybe they're not available to, and I have a Monday to Friday job. So uh, I'm available usually from 5 p.m. until 9 p.m., but their time, that is like 8 p.m. until 11, and that's too late for them. So there are days that I will get up at 4.30 in the morning so that I can interview somebody that I really want to interview at 6 a.m. because that's 9 a.m. for for them. Or this morning I had another episode launch that I was really excited about. So I started work at 7 a.m. I I got up an hour early so I could do all of my Instagram posts promoting the episode and just telling everyone about it. So I guess it really is what gets me going right now and just the hope that somehow I'm able to even just reach one person and either help them decide to start making some positive changes in their health or wherever they are on their health journey, if they can just get another push in the right direction. I love that. I absolutely love that. I love that it's it's no excuses. You know, you're doing a full-time job with a family and you're finding ways, you know, to get things done. And I I just absolutely love that. Kathy, I am so glad that you came on to share your story with us and um, we're open and vulnerable. And I know that there are people out there that are going to be going, me too. So I so appreciate you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me and uh, listening to my story. Absolutely. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator. And we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E Carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.